0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Hello and welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, where normally we take a look at news, reviews, roundups, and all sorts of other things associated with Apple and technology. But this week, it's New Year, and we're having a New Year's party, so... Let's take it away for the essential Apple Podcast party. Hello, apart from, everybody.
2: Apart from and, the fact uh, I'm not drinking, Simon, uh, I've, I've, I'm just having a cup of tea. So I'm I'm, oh, yeah. I'm strangely sober this time around.
3: I
1: don't I'm think I'm sober. Well, I've, I don't think I've I sounded some, that drunk I've got last some, time. Um, nice. Uh, no, I didn't realise you were drunk. <laughs> I have
2: some uh, nice
1: green ginger wine. <laughs> Hang I'm on, it like the fire.
2: Oh, I think we've got a guest hearing from... He's laughing his way down the, um... There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. Uh, Yeah, my my sideboard's not working again this week.
1: Oh, look. It's Bart and Nick and Keith. Come in, boys. Come in.
0: Well, oh, bloody hell, you picked bad weather for your fake outside.
2: Well, oh, It's know. like being at home, isn't it, though, Bart? It's either snowing, raining, or you've got blizzards. It's like we try to make it homely for you. Well,
0: that's a fair point. The, we- the weather the last few days has been pretty awful here. I've been you know, cycling into 40-kilometer-an-hour winds, which is really fun, I can tell you.
2: Club- yes, you you mean
0: 35-mile-an-hour? Um, we, we don't do kilometers on this show. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm probably metri- metrificated, metricated, <laughs> I Never
4: mind.
2: <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's all have a drink. Oh god then. It's a bit well, I was gonna say it's a bit early, but then I realised I who I was then. I've got my croner in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 only not drinking because of the blistering headache that I've just developed after maybe going back and training a little bit too hard. Oh. Anyway, who was it who laughed when I said that I didn't say I, I didn't think I sounded too drunk last week? Me. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I was a little bit cataclysmic. I I don't mind, yeah, dear listener. I, I may have been a bit tipsy if you want to go back and listen to last week's show. <laughs> uh, how, anyway, how is everyone? So we're from the top down. We've got Bart on the show with us today. How is How was your festive period then, Bart? Any excitement? What was your your main present sort of thing? Uh,
0: my main present? Well, really, yeah. So we don't really do many presents in our family, but um, thanks to the generosity of some podcast listeners, actually, I am now the unexpectedly happy owner of an iPhone X or an iPhone Ten or whatever we're calling
2: no it. No way. Uh, that Nina. is awesome. And we will be discussing the whole battery thing later on. Um, right. Hold that thought. I need to ask you questions about the iPhone X because, yeah, okay. it, I don't think the discussion has been fully completed yet. Uh, right. Who else we've got? We've got, he says, having the memory of a goldfish. Nick. It, Nick it, is joining. Next, oh, hi. Do...
5: Oh, yeah, I had a good Christmas, too. Thank you. I I didn't really... I had clothes, mostly, which was fine by me. Uh,
2: I got... Did you get... Uh, I'll take it we've all had socks this year, because that's the main, most important thing about Christmas. It's not the, the food. No, and I need <laughs> <to>. some. <laughs> no, I didn't. What sort of <laughs> listenership have you got? They'll send you an iPhone X, but they can't be bothered to go and find a set of tacky socks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or a Christmas jumper, actually. That would have worked as well. I don't own one of those, and I felt very left out. Uh, I'm pretty sure that my Christmas jumper is cursed because every
2: time I've worn it this year, there has been some spectacular disaster that happened to me. So uh, so if you're out there and you want to bid on my cursed Christmas jumper, it will be on eBay, hopefully, by the time this podcast goes live.
0: Maybe you should burn it to make the bad juju go away before 2018 arrives.
2: Well, I want it'll be good to see, like an eBay review saying, I bought this jumper and it was in good condition, but yes, I can confirm it is indeed cursed. I would, I want to see that review on eBay.
0: <laughs> you spin that into a positive, that it's worth more because it's cursed? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. How do you done do that one? Well, it'll be good right. clickbait headlines, won't it? Cursed Christmas jumper. <laughs> Unique.
1: <laughs> and, of course, we've got Keith Baker haven't we hello Keith
4: he's still here somewhere
2: (laughs) how are you doing Keith you're it's um well you're 2018 now aren't you are you in the future yet no no no
4: he's behind Um, us (laughs) uh, actually have a daughter and son-in-law and some grandkids living in Australia so they're there they're ahead of us
0: are are they far enough ahead to be into next year yet or are there a few more hours to go
4: oh you know you're right you're right uh
0: can't be long, though, can it? I mean, it's late, it's 3 p.m. here in London slash Dublin, uh, so they've got to be getting close to midnight. Mm, it, it, uh,
1: three nine, nine hours ahead, so they must, yes, they're probably just past midnight.
0: Yeah, at, so at 22 minutes East. ago they had their big celebration and we were wrapping we, <laughs> we around Australia. with wire.
1: <laughs> yeah, in eastern Australia, yes, definitely.
2: Yeah, and we can all go out and buy overpriced drinks, stand around being freezing cold and then struggle to get home because the public transport system can't cope. Happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: this is why you stay home for Christmas. You put on a nice open fire and you cook some nice food and you have a nice a, a nice time with just the two of you at home. That's that's my theory on Christmas.
2: I, I think I've just eaten the world supply of pigs in blankets as well. Uh, I I don't actually remember the last time I've eaten any vegetables, and my
0: body is now going. Oh come on, Christmas is the time for like your your lovely vegetables, you know, roasted sprouts and roasted beetroot and all those lovely winter vegetables. Come on now.
2: Yeah, but I'm cheap, so I I've been going basically the equivalent of dumpster diving. So yeah. I wait till all the shops yeah. close and then I go. Forty nine cent for a bag of sprouts. What's that? I, I don't don't understand that cent
0: For a bag of sprouts. Oh, you mean, you mean about thirty
2: five p. <laughs> cent. Well, oh, it looks worth anything, geez.
0: Actually,
2: my point is, you know, 49
0: cents is worth bugger all, and I've still got me a big bag of sprouts.
2: Yeah, but you've got a listenership that gets you an iPhone X, which I'm completely not <laughs> jealous about at all. It's easy to flash around your money buying full price sprouts, isn't it, when you've got an iPhone X? <laughs> but, so, I mean, how does Apple Pay work with that then? Because I've been sort of dying, I've I've distanced myself from the 10 because I know that if I don't, I'll try and sell everything just to
0: own one. How does the so, Apple Pay tap actually work? Double the side button is how how it works. If you if you want to use it for Apple Pay,
2: and then you have to sort of look at it to authenticate. Yeah. Or
0: yeah, yes. Yeah, so you, see, you double tap the side button and it will bring up the thing and you look at it and it'll unlock and it'll pay. Uh, although to be honest, I still use my watch for paying because. Well, that's just by far the easiest way to pay with apple pay is with your watch and uh yep yeah and i continue actually to get fascinated looks from from cashiers i've sort of discovered that the magic word is that you just say to people can i tap to pay and you don't mention the fact that you're going to use some sort of weird device you just say can i tap to pay and go yeah yeah here's the terminal and then you stick your watch in it and they go what the oh that worked thank you very much sir yeah i think that's that's
1: very much the way to do it, isn't it? If you say, "Can I use Apple Pay?" you get these people who are like, "No, no,
2: what, what's Apple, Apple pay? pay?
1: What's Apple Pay, etc." But if you go, "Do you do contactless or can I tap to pay?" they just go, "Yeah," they give you the terminal, beep, there you go.
0: And again, it just follows all the standard protocols. So really, it doesn't matter that it's Apple Pay behind the scenes. What matters is that it's contactless and it just works. Oh yeah. Uh, well, in in Ireland, I mean, I know that in the US their banking system is all messed up, and they have all sorts of issues with stuff working across. But here in Ireland, if the little tap to pay logo is there, my Apple Pay will work one hundred percent of the time.
5: I just I... Yeah, I went out for went out for lunch yesterday and did just that. Now that I've got my watch.
0: But. <laughs> and, I mean, are you I'd, loving I'd just, the ability to to not have to go faffing around? Because getting your wallet out of your pocket or getting your phone out of your pocket is not very much different. But just having your watch there on your arm that makes a huge difference, especially in winter when you have gloves on and you have you know big fluffy coats and everything is just hard to get to.
5: Well, yeah, that's true. And when um, at work, we we can't use cash, so it's perfect at work. It's just even from one of these vending machines, you can just hold your wrist up and. Away it goes. Beep.
0: And do you use the watch to unlock your, your Mac as well? Uh, well, I thought I'd
5: set it up to do that. But it, I, the fact is, when I get in the house, I tend to take my watch off. So
0: Oh, well, yeah, okay. That's not <laughs> going to have to sort of do the magic the again, no. <laughs> <laughs> because I have to say, that is another luxury I've sort of gotten used to, that my my Mac just magically knows it's me. You know, I all you know when it reboots or whatever, I have to put the password in once. But pretty much most of the time, I just sit down on a computer and the computer just continues on where I left off, which is yeah. kind uh, of cool. Uh,
2: cool. I wish my that's one of the reasons why I want to upgrade my kit is because I I'd love that feature. But God bless, all of my equipment is like being old and over the hill. And it, in a in a very quick <laughs> side note of training, I thought I'd hit fifteen hundred miles for the year. I have hit oh. one thousand four hundred sixty eight. So the exercise um, I've done today yeah, has just been point running,
0: is it? Oh no, cycling, cycling, cycling. Well, that's plausible. You can cycle another forty something miles. oh miles. Hang on, uh, yeah, I- pr- the proper distance. Yeah, okay. I was going to say because I did sixty k this morning and it was fine, but yeah, sixty miles would be more of a challenge.
2: Yeah, that that sort of oh, bugger.
0: <sighs> well, that's... one more day. If you had one more day in the year. <laughs>
2: Well, I took yesterday off as well. That's the sick thing about it, because I wasn't feeling too good. It's was like, oh, I'll take a bit of day off. No, what a stupid mistake. Um, you know what? I think, all things considered, for my nomination of the year for the Apple products that I like the most, I think it's going to have to be a toss-up between Apple Pay slash contactless pay on my wrist and my AirPods. Now I think on it. What about you? Um, What about our American listener over there? What would you say is your sort of most... Prized Apple thing of the year, service or hardware or otherwise.
4: You're asking me.
2: Oh yeah, you. Oh, hang on. You're Canadian or American? No, you're not Canadian. He's not Canadian. He <laughs> lives near the
4: Canadian border. He's I've, not Canadian. What I'm really, not, I'm really not technically adept. My best technical gift gadget is uh, my Apple cookies. They didn't actually come from Apple, but when I eat one or two, I can see things in vivid technicolor.
2: Uh, <laughs> did, did you mean Apple or cocaine? I there,
4: so, but I have to have a special card for that.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more.
0: Say no more.
4: Well, exactly. And the card does not seem to fit into my iMac.
0: <laughs> it, it's not compatible with uh, with Apple Wallet either, is it, that card?
4: Well, it is right up till the point that I pass out. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't worked out the workaround to this yet, but uh, let's just... There's plenty of cookies. I've still got plenty of experimenting to do.
0: (laughs) Have fun. I think it's hard not to, isn't it? Blimey. Actually, can I just, being slightly on topic for a moment, if I may... I I don't have and have not actually experienced the AirPods in the flesh so I'm I'm actually curious how they're working out um who was someone said that the AirPods was one of their favorites me
2: that would be myself um well initially uh it took when I first got them it took me about 3 weeks to get them paired because for whatever reason they were not pairing with my iPhone 6s then magically just by pressing buttons and being quick enough uh, I got them to sync, and since then um they 're brilliant they are uh, they 're not you can 't call them life changing but they just remove so many pain points of having earphones like i haven 't had if a uh, head cable snag.
0: Uh, for the entire oh, year. Yeah, there's something I don't miss since I switched to Bluetooth. I think that's actually probably one of the best things about the modern iPhones having no headphone jack. Yeah. There is no temptation to, to, to cheap out and buy crappy wired headphones. No, no, it's time to go wireless and oh my goodness, it's so nice not to keep getting them caught in the bull bars on my bike and all that kind of stupid stuff.
2: Yeah, and I've uh, I've run with them. I've cycled with them. You can't really make a If it's windy, forget using them because the way that they point all you just hear is the, the wind blowing into your... I- yeah. That's all you hear. Um, but the fact that even when uh, you get the dun 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 noise, to charge them up is just literally about 10, 15 minutes and you're off and going again. Uh, I mean, oh. if I'm on a particularly long phone call, I'll do one ear, then the other ear, and just graze charge them.
0: Um, they and and how, like that little tic-tac box, for want of a better description, how many how many charges of your 10 minutes sort of boost up do you get out of that? <sighs>
2: You know, it's one of those things where it's hard to say because I don't
0: necessarily not bothering you. It's it's obviously no. not that you're struggling to keep the thing powered up. That's that's pretty clear by the way you're describing it.
2: Well that that's the thing. It's like I probably charge it once in a blue moon, I would say. It would literally be, um, if I finish work and I've had my headphones on all day, uh, I'll give them I will literally plug it in for fifteen, twenty minute journey home and then that's wow. about it. Um Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah you, I think you've hit it on the head there's the fact that I can't actually remember how often I charged it means that it's just its, an, it's, it's fine, a, yeah it's it's not an issue, it really isn't I mean Absolutely. obviously they're not obviously the sound isn't amazing and the the only thing I don't know is how I sound on the other end of a phone call because unfortunately, I haven't worked out a way you can skype. record your voice using them
0: skype uh there's the self test feature in Skype uh yeah, of course. And uh, but that... Just immediately play you back to yourself, so you're not going to have a recording of it, but you'll know how you sound. That's what I use to test out headsets and stuff to make sure I'm intelligible.
2: I think I've done that, and the problem yeah. is is that uh, it, have... it tends to go into Bluetooth mode, not W one Bluetooth mode. So I think you get like the standard low bit ratey sort of noise. Because I've wanted to use um, Apple's memos, uh, voice memos, right. to just record some stuff, then transcribe it when I get back. Um, but you can't use them uh, as a microphone. That's oh. the only downside I've found with them so far.
0: That is a bit weird, but I guess so. They really are just playing as being a phone rather than a microphone.
2: Yes. Yep, or listening to podcasts and all the other musical type stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame, because I'm out in the car and I'll come up with like an idea. And, you know I just want to yeah. be able to fire up a voice memo. And I've done it a couple of times, and then I've realised all I hear is me shouting into a microphone from miles off, even though I've got them in my ears ready to go. Um, so hopefully, that's something I hope will change next year.
0: Well, yeah, because the firmware, of course, is completely free to add as many new features as Apple wants. They, they don't, you don't have to wait for new hardware.
2: If I almost have been tempted to try and get the wireless charging case for them, because I know I always put down my uh, headphones in a particular place in the house, so I don't forget them. So to be able to just plonk them down, then I probably would never have to uh, think about charging them again.
0: Yeah, just by having your habit of they're always here, so I never forget them. That's it. You're done. You now have a trickle charge every night or every evening, or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. What about the rest of the panel? Do you um, is anyone else got an AirPods, wireless headphones, or do you use the standard um Apple phones? I
0: don't want to hug the mic, but I have i have gone for wireless but not from apple so i i have gone for trex titanium um their bone conduction Bluetooth headphones. Ah, uh, yes the one that's being advertised on atp possibly um basically i uh, cycling is my big thing and i prefer not to get squished yeah and so the bone conduction keeps your ear completely open and at the same time magically beams a voice into your head And so for listening to podcasts while out on the bike, it is absolutely perfect. You don't lose your peripheral vision. You still hear all those feckers who aren't seeing you nearly kill you. And you're enjoying, you know, John Gruber in your ear or whatever it is you're doing. So, but I really can't say that it's like you or I don't think about charging them. No, no. I come home from the bike. They go on the charger. That has to be part of my daily routine or they will not get me through the next day's exercise. So their battery life is about five hours. I do between my lunchtime walk, my morning cycle, and my evening cycle. I do about four hours. So if I don't charge them, there will not be another four hours there tomorrow. So I have to think about the battery all the time, which is such a contrast to what you're describing.
2: Yeah, it it sounds. I mean, like I say, literally. It's. I will take it right to the very limit because it goes green, then orange, and then it goes, ah, yeah, it's completely dead. Uh, but the, but it's it, it's just amazing, like 15 minutes, and you get a good few hours out of it. It's just absolutely fantastic. I do yeah, want the, to try a the, set of those bone conductors, though, for this year. I think that might be my uh, gift to myself.
0: If I, get some I highly cash. recommend the Trex ones. I've owned a few different brands of them over the years, um, and the Trex ones are extremely light, so they're not, like... The first ones I had were from a British company called Damson. I think they were called Headbones. Um, and they actually had like a battery pack around right the back of your neck and they were genuinely heavy and clunky and they didn't have much better of a battery life than the Trex do, despite being so much bigger and heavier. But the little Trex Titaniums, they are so lightweight, they are so comfortable on your head and the sound quality is so much better than in the Damsons. And the price is good and they they promise a, a warranty of, I think it's two years and they will honor it because. Mine, my first pair then went a bit funny after eighteen months, and they didn't even make me send back the old pair. They just sent me a new pair.
2: Oh, awesome! Okay, well, we will have a link to that in the show notes. Simon, you've your, uh, you've got many, many Bluetooth headphones. What, what, what ones are you defaulting to at the moment?
1: Uh, well, I'm still mostly using the TWS Eleven uh, R Cool, as they were dubbed on amazon when i purchased them the 11 pound earbuds uh their battery life isn't fantastic and they do uh, uh i've stopped using them for the podcast because they have developed a, a strange habit when i'm using them for the podcast of fading from one side to the uh, to to music and things they're, they're fabulous
2: are you on them um, now by any chance because because so, you sound like you're dropping out a little bit there no no, no? i'm using my i'm using my usual microphone Ah, oh, that will probably just be me myself fact, then. I'm, I'm
1: using, uh, I'm using wired. I'm using a, a pair of, I don't know, gummy wired earbuds that cost me about four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> as you know me, I don't like spending any money. Yeah, another thing. Uh, what about you then, Suffolk what about Nick? Yeah, Nick, you've not said much, mate. Uh,
5: yeah, I, I tried some of those TWS ones, and as I, I think we had a discussion about them, and they, they just didn't seem to work for me. I, in the end, I ended up buying uh, another pair. I can't remember the make, um, and they work okay. But like some of the others that, that we've talked about, it's the batteries that are key. Um, and if I if I use them once, that's it. I've got to charge them. Otherwise, they they run out. Of, seem to run out of battery very quickly.
1: I think that is the the, the truth about a lot of the cheap ones is that they. Um, I mean, the battery life on my on my tws 11s is probably about two hours of active use
5: yes i'd say um, that was about the same for me can, they don't tend to last long in between use you know if i if i leave it a day or two without using them at all then they're dead the next time i go to them
1: oh no i don't i don't find that with mine i must admit no, i can right. charge mine up and probably keep me in my pocket for maybe a week um of course if you're using them with your phone just put one in and use it with your phone. Then the the battery life is much more because I'm assuming that they use a certain amount of energy to talk between themselves. So if you only right. if you only use one, the battery life is considerably longer. But um, so you can use them with your phone. So if you want to listen to a podcast on your phone, I find you know one one in and listen to a, a mono podcast. That's fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, I they would. That's
5: possible. No, that's, yeah.
1: You know, they were cheap. I mean, what do you expect if you pay £11 <laughs> to get AirPods, so, Yeah, they, true. for for the money I paid for them, and if, you know, I'm you didn't have much joy with them. So, you know, I don't know if I just got I was lucky, because obviously they're obviously stamped out in some factory in China. Because if you look on, in the UK, they're marketed under the name R-Cool. If you look yeah. on Amazon.com, they're marketed under about 12 different names. So... They were obviously made in Shenzhen and just shipped out as white label products.
5: So yeah, there it probably a fair few be. that don't quite work yeah. the way that they should. I, mean, I, I used to find mine quality would...
1: controls rubbish.
5: Yeah, yeah, I used to find mine would drop out if I turned my head. So if I just turned my head a certain way, I'd lose one of the channels. So, never mind.
1: Yeah, were, it was that is eleven what... quid.
5: They were worth trying. <laughs>
1: I had
2: yeah, I had to set one. I did. find if I use them for the podcast,
1: but not if I use them with my phone, bizarrely. So, right.
2: Who else? Keith, who Who else Keith. has got some headphones? Yeah. Keith, what about yourself?
4: Is bizarrely really a word? Oh, well, except <laughs> I, I am so. You guys are so. Still, t- I have I have no technical expertise or involvement with any of this. I'm thinking I need more cookies.
2: No. I'm jealous. You, you were you were living the dream, my man. You were living so, the dream. So, Keith, it, I mean,
1: what if you use headphones? What do you use? Do you have some, you know, traditional wired cans, or are you a earbud user? Or
4: actually, I don't use any of those things. My ears are. I have a lot of medical issues, uh, Simon. My ears are tremendously sensitive, and there hasn't been anything. Other than a, a set of cans, and that was some years ago. So when you all are talking about things like that and your various battery lives, I'm just kind of a, I'm such a stodgy old guy here. A lot of times, I, I just leave things connected to the power source. Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with that
1: whatsoever. As long, you know, it's a there's nothing wrong with that if you don't mind the cables. That is the truth of it, if you don't oh, mind the cables. I have a bit of a pathological hatred of cables, to be honest, but
4: it, it does, I live with them when it, I have to. It does get uh, tricky when you go cycling.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I have broken a lot of cables over the years by having one end or another get cut between a spoke and the snag clean off.
2: Oh, yes, same here. Same here. It's always, always tugging. No matter how you route that cable, it's always going to annoy you. Put it up. Put it up. Your shirt. That's all I, you I can think, think about scratching.
1: <laughs> I think. I think what Keith was implying was that uh, you'd need a rather long extension cable to go cycling, plugged into the main.
0: Possibly. <laughs> yes, that is a fair point. Unless you're going very quickly and making your own lecky as you go, I guess.
2: That's one of the things I hate well, about going get to the gym. around in a
1: circle, I suppose.
2: Cir- circles work. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort a <of>
0: horrible rodeo <laughs> <Exactly>. trick.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst thing about training is knowing that you could be charging something. You could be all that sweat and energy and effort that you're putting in could be used to charge something. And it's not. It's like that's why I hate going to the gym, because you got these bikes that you go on for an hour. Let me charge my phone up. If you can do it in an airport, why can't I do it in the gym? Fair point. Yeah.
1: i I tell you what I did see, talking about um, cycling and uh, charging. Has anybody seen the uh, cycle lights, which are contactless
0: dynamo? Yes. Contactless dynamo. You're going to have to explain that one a bit. I've
2: ordered some from, uh, where was it? What's that um, unicorn rainbow website? Oh what? no! You know what Amazon? I mean. You know you're gonna say, what? "Oh yeah, that." It's like Indiegogo, but it's not.
0: That's the one. See, ah, unicorn really rainbow side. I understand them entirely. Actually, it's not a bad description at all. Uh, I'm fine Let <laughs> yeah. me. Um, they they
1: go over your brake disc, assuming you have a brake disc bike. Obviously, yeah, which I do.
4: Yeah.
1: Work. yeah, so they they sit over the brake disc, and, and I assume that they work. By, um some kind of you know magnetic induction but the they don't actually touch the brake disc unlike a traditional dynamo which obviously has to run rub on your tire or so whatever. it
0: sounds like the sensor for an old-fashioned speedometer back when they still had wires
1: yes yeah basically but it it, it the spinning of the uh, disc generates enough because they're only running on LED I mean it's not like the old days when you had to have a honking great dynamo probably sucking 15% of your leg energy just to Yeah, I remember that, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. One, one candle power bulb, you know what I mean?
0: Well, and it would pulse as well, depending on how energetic you were being at any moment in time.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's a complete nightmare on
1: my paper round, I tell you. Downside, if you stop, you've got no lights at all.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> I think people also underestimate how much energy you actually need to generate electricity. <laughs> um, I remember... Um, Quite often, people ask me, because I own an electric car, uh, so what do you do when it runs out? And I say, you stop. And they say, <laughs> can you not carry spare batteries? And I say,
0: yeah, double you know, a- they yeah. weigh about
5: a tonne of batteries in this car. How can I carry more spare batteries? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if it could carry more batteries, they'd put them in the car, wouldn't they? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or carrying spares would make it go half as far, because it's got to take twice the load.
5: Uh, yeah, you get get to a point of diminishing returns when it comes to weight, I think.
2: <laughs> uh, I've just realised oh, that logging into Kickstarter, that some of the stuff has actually been shipped, uh, and I've missed it all. Bugger. Talk about a complete waste of money. Uh, now, just let me go and find that link for the world's most powerful fiction, friction-free lights go to that and it well this all leads us on, chaps to um, well the, the main, there is only one real topic of the uh, of the week isn't there and that's the Apple battery life now just a quick rundown here what is, what I mean obviously Bart you've got an iPhone X what other iPhones is everyone else here rocking
0: well just bear in mind right right now as of a week or two ago I have an X but up until then I had a 6s which is exactly the models we're talking about here so yes. I have very much first-hand experience with this.
2: Uh, and cause my, I, I've done the serial checker thing where you go and have a look, you enter the serial number and yet mine's one of the batch that will suffer unexpected shutdowns. Cause I've, I've been thinking, oh, it's gotta be iOS 11, iOS 11, and it's so ridiculously slow right now. And well, I've got my, I've got my opinion on it, but well, we we'll, we'll go with, um, We'll go with Nick. Have you been following the news about the the battery life, where Apple have basically admitted that yes, they do slow down your phone, but for not the reasons that you think. Have you followed this story at all?
5: I, I have, yeah. Um, I, I, I think you discussed it last week, didn't you? A little bit.
2: I, 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 um, I've drank a considerable amount. We may have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
5: yeah, I, 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 I have a seven. Plus, um, I've not noticed anything on my phone. I used to have a, a 6. Um, the person who now owns that 6, I do know, but I haven't asked them whether it slowed down or not. But they probably wouldn't know because they didn't have a, an iPhone before that. So <laughs> I can't really comment from personal experience. But I do think that um by the sounds of it, um <clears throat> Apple Earth doing their normal thing they're just trying to make people's experience good um i'm not i'm not sure it is a major issue
0: i i go with the opposite it's it, it, like what do you think? Well, I experience unexpected shutdowns, and it is the single most annoying thing on the planet because you're out doing a workout. The phone suddenly goes from 30% to zero. Yep. There is no way to make that thing turn on again unless you shove electricity up its bottom, and you don't have that with you, as we've discussed before, because we don't have our big powerly dangling out behind us. So it is the single most destructive, uh, disruptive thing the phone can do. If Apple can stop at doing that by doing better power management... I am, well, I'll put it this way. I know I love it because my phone used to do unexpected shutdowns. Then when they brought out the software update, it stopped doing it. And I was excruciatingly happy with Apple's choices because I got more out of my phone. I was, I would have, if it had kept shutting down, I would have replaced my phone a year ago. They stopped the shutting down. I kept using it. So not only did they not drive me towards an early update, they did the opposite. They kept me using an old phone for an extra year. So I say, well done, Apple. Thank you very much for a great engineering solution for a problem that was making me really cranky. As far as I'm concerned, it's brilliant, and they should be credited for doing such a good job.
2: I think where the problem has become is... Go on, Simon.
1: Well, I think, you know, there's two things. There's there's people out there who always are looking for a reason to rag on Apple. It's been a bit of a PR disaster. But if you actually look into what's going on, I, I'm with Barr. On the whole, I think they did the right thing for the right reasons. They should have been more transparent. This is what I said last week. They they should have been transparent about what they were going to do. And what they should have done is put up a, a, a warning, a dialogue, saying, you know, your batch really ought to be replaced and, you know, you may in order to prevent shut you know, random shutdowns, your phone may now operate at a lesser you know, you might get slightly less performance. And it's... That's all it would have taken. And that's what they're saying they're gonna do now. You know, they've they've said, okay, what we're gonna do is have a thing that says your your the quality of your battery is, is degrading and we are, you know, gonna dial back the performance of your phone to preserve uh
0: and they've
1: slashed the price of battery replacements. Which, which is a big deal, because
0: I don't, I don't know how it's going to translate to euros and to pounds, but at $29... So basically, I haven't thrown away my 6S. I'm keeping it as a spare phone, because I am now the owner of a Generation 1 Apple product, which means there's a very high likelihood that within the next two years, I'm going to need to... Send it back to Apple for fixing. Up. So I want to keep the iPhone 6s around as my fallback phone, and I am going to be sending it off to Apple to have the battery replaced once they get the cheaper yeah. battery replacements rolled out worldwide, which they're promising by the end of January, I think.
2: Yeah, because they've already done it in the US, haven't they? And I, I'm surprised at that that they didn't just sort of include the UK in that as well. I thought, oh, that's grand. Uh, but I mean, I'm,
1: already, I'm... they have cut the U, the UK price.
0: Have they? Believe. Do we know what it is then? Because I know that in America it's gone down to twenty nine dollars. So what is it in in pounds sterling? I, I,
1: I haven't double checked, but I think it's probably. I think that we're on pound pound to dollar parity, so I think it's likely to be twenty nine pounds.
0: Seems that seems like a reasonable price, doesn't it? Oh, I, I'm yeah. I'm
2: happy to pay that. I, absolutely fantastic. I think though it's more the way that. Apple really didn't uh, discuss this with everyone. Uh, Apple is reducing... Here we are. Apple is reducing the price of an out-of-warranty iPhone battery replacement by £54 from 79 to 25 for anyone with an iPhone 6 or later whose battery needs to be replaced. Uh, 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 oh, what? what? Hang on a sec. It says available like, worldwide like, until what? December 2018. Of course, that's December 20 oh, cool. next year, not this year.
0: Um, yeah, but that's 2018 is tomorrow, so...
2: Yes, well, I, yes. I, I thought yeah, December. I thought it was now, but it's not. It's the future. I think where the where the issue is is how could Apple have handled this better? I think is what people are saying because a few shows have said, well, maybe they they could have like flashed up a dialogue box, which sounds good to get a warning to say your battery is a little bit knackered, you need to replace it, but then. I still think Apple would fall under their damned if they do, damned if they don't, because you could just see every single tech website saying, oh, Apple is shilling everyone,
0: making you upgrade your battery when you don't need to. It, it just it, There is yeah, no way. Get, yeah, they were going to get you, right? Like No matter what Apple would have done, they would have gotten terrible press. Yeah, exactly. I mean,
1: have you noticed that several Android makers have come out and said, we, ne- we never throttle your phone. We never do any such things. No, you just let the phone crash and fall over. you just don't update
2: the OS on it, ever.
1: In fact, actually, you don't care. Once you've flogged the damn thing out of the factory, as far as I can tell, you barely give a monkey's about your users.
2: But but I think where where the main story is here is that Apple wants you to carry on using your phone no matter what because a lot of their revenue comes from the App Store and movies and music and all that sort of stuff but I just genuinely think that uh, I don't think the news should have came out the way it did by uh, what I think, where did all this start with a Redditor who did some tests uh, pre and post battery and then it all went from there.
1: I just think Apple, are just going to have to learn to be a little bit more transparent. That's all because the world is watching them. You know, it's not like 10 years ago where they were, relatively speaking, a minority player. And everybody is watching every single move <laughs> they make and is holding them to, quote-unquote, a higher standard. So, it's going it you be- think? I was going to say, what's what's your take on it? What do you, what do you feel about that? Do you, do you think they're being unfairly uh, criticised or do you think they should have been a bit more open about it?
4: I got a kick out of an article I read the other day that somebody's trying to prosecute the... Uh lead officers at Apple and send them to jail over this whole damn battery thing. <laughs> uh, <sighs> you, know, you can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. Uh, mate. So I, you know, all, I, I don't have anything to add to this other than to say, you may recall Simon, the last time we did this, I mentioned that I had gotten rid of my iPhone six. Well, I've been kicking myself oh. for since. So, um, I don't know. I'm not ready to jump back into that whole thing. I don't have the need for all the technical devices that <clears> other. But uh, other than other than cookies, I always have to uh, allow sites to set cookies. <laughs> it's what keeps me going.
2: They're going to have to send us a recipe for this mythical recipe of yours, definitely, and we'll put that in the show notes.
4: I think I have to just
2: send you some cookies. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, we'll be swapping the dresses after the show. Believe you me. <laughs> oh, you think I'm joking? Oh, no. I- <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, I've completely lost the, the, the thread now. Um, where were, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, like Bart said it, and I've said it, there is no way Apple could have won out of this. It's... What I'm worried about now is you don't shake... Something like this, at you know, for years upon years upon years, because even though you're going to explain it and write a document and put it on the Apple website. It's just clickbaity headlines, and that's all the generations of today will see is clickbaity headline. Because oh, I'm not going to go into my rant about so-called journalism, where every single article is basically 500 words and nothing, slam an advert in it, and then you've got one paragraph at the bottom actually leading up to what the whole story was about.
0: For <sighs> fairness, it's not all like that, but there is there is a lot of that out there. So it's a matter of finding new sources that you find trustworthy. I. <laughs> Generally speaking, I'm extremely happy with people like Ars Technica's coverage of Apple. It tends to be thoughtful, well reasoned. Yeah, but I'm more would be another example. Like I'm more are the inverse of clickbait. I more tend to be very calm, very measured, very reasonable when all around them are losing their head. So there is an awful, awful lot of terrible journalism out there but there's also a lot of good stuff out there so don't throw the baby out with the bathwater no but it's
2: but those sort of sites like arts technica atp listeners the groover listeners and all that there you know they will be the ones that will stand back and think and actually take notes and all that sort of stuff whereas you got to see for the for the layperson on the street who all they hear is oh did you know Apple slows down batches it's it'll be like the the crazy relative who looks at your phone going oh yeah uh, that's the phone that slows down because that's all they're here they won't go off and find out uh, find out anything about it
0: well logically speaking I would have thought Samsung could never recover from their phones catching fire. But it seems that no one remembers that and everyone's happy with the <laughs> Galaxy Notes. So I'm thinking the chances are high that people are going to continue to buy iPhones.
2: You know what, that is a very good point. The company can get away with phones exploding, catching on fire, and that's sort of all dying and dusted. And, you know, what I mean, Samsung didn't really come out and say much, did they? They just sort of uh, got them all recorded and stuff. But I don't know, I, I just sort of think maybe... Apple are held in sort of a different light because I mean, let's face it—you know—they get rid of the headphone jack, they get a load of slack for it, but then, uh, sorry, flack for it. But then, and other companies do it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, they've also removed headphone port. They, there been, there's been other occasions as well where they've been well, ahead of the curve, taking all the crap for it, and then right, everyone Take the
0: crap for it, but is that actual crap from real human beings, or is that just our little tech bubble? Because when you actually meet. Friends and family who are normal, you know, non techies, norms for want of a better word. Do they still love their iPhone as much as they ever have? Yeah, they do.
4: You're right, Keith. Oh, yeah, I love the Irish,
2: you know. <clears throat> I, I think the cookies have kicked in. <laughs> well, who
4: knows, well, 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 Uh No, I was just kind of giving Bart a little jab there, but I. I do love the Irish. I, I'm an Irish descendant. Um, I think the norms, he, he came up with the term there, the norms. Those <laughs> of us who use the phone just as a phone and whatever few handful of apps we're comfortable with, we think it's all wonderful.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know? there's not people out there dropping their iPhones in droves. Like at the headphone jack, the tech pundits were the people who were all upset about it. The people who are upset about this are the die-in-the-wall Android users who are never going to touch an iPhone ever, 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 no matter what Apple do. Oh, I've got that and in it's work. A, it's a bunch of noise to me. It, it, I, I really don't think to, there's much. It's just a bunch of noise. That doesn't actually matter. Apple keeps selling a million and one iPhones. Yeah, what well, it's like in work about this, this die-hard nature of
2: Android users. We've got a couple of work and I've got a major problem with some Android phones that for some reason the contacts app keeps crashing and reinstalling uh, and it's only happening on Android phones. And they're saying, oh, but why is it happening? Why is it happening? I'm going, it's because it's Android and I can't get any support for it. I said, you'd be better off with an iPhone. Oh yeah, but I don't like iPhones. But you could have an iPhone that works, or you could have an Android phone that's got issues. I'll I'll wait for my Android phone to be fixed. I think
0: my favourite is the Android lover, the Android, like, complete and utter, like, not lover, but, like, over-the-top lover, who are convinced that Apple is a privacy hoover and they have Google for everything. (laughs) And I'm just sort of sitting there going, what planet are you on? I mean... There are many reasons why, if you like getting down in the nitty-gritty of your OS, you want to be using an OS that lets you poke and prod right inside its bowels, and that is Android. So if you're a deep, deep nerd, I see why Android is appealing. But to say that you're doing it for privacy reasons is the most bat-poop-crazy thing I have ever heard. That is... It's like, it's like when you set the phone up, but you have to go through multiple
2: screens. We want your data. We want high—was um, it high accuracy? We want you to opt in. And uh, I'm not going to make this an Android bashing thing. I get Android, I really do. But it's sort of why can't people just get along? It doesn't. Well, matter. That's my thing,
0: right? So I, I don't have any problem with people who like Android. Some I, I, in the industry I work in, I am around some Linux, like some real hardcore Linux nerds, and. I know why Android is the right OS for them. I completely get it. But what drives me nuts is people who give stupid reasons for why they they convince Android is better. It's like there's a there's this whole whole raft of really good reasons to choose Android over iOS. You're talking crap. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you mean, but don't don't hold back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've never been known for my reservedness, I'll grant you that. I about to say, I'm not quite <laughs> sure what you're I trying owned to say. Two,
5: I own two Android phones for um, over a four year period. Yeah. Uh, and they were good phones. So there was nothing wrong with them. You uh, were happy. But I must admit. Been...
0: They worked for you. Oh, I they? was.
5: Yeah. yeah, they were fine. They were fine. Okay. I ha... Yes, they're nerdy. Yes, you do have to, if you want to work things the way that you want them to work, you do have to do quite a lot of fiddling and getting things, you know, installing extra apps and. Just to make things work just right. Um, but, but you can. But you can. And you can. And, and they were fine. And I'm happy to be back in the Apple camp now. It's a little bit like putting on a, a, a nice warm pair of slippers.
2: <laughs> oh, I do love some it's slippers, been me.
0: For you By Steve Jobs or whatever. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Every time I go to the doctors, they've got an advert there about slippers, and I'm going, No, oh, you know what? The ones with a little bit of Velcro, I think I'm, I think I'm ready for that stage in my life now. Not, not, <laughs> yeah. not this, not this open-back-slipping nonsense.
0: But no, to me, right, the reasons why people love Android and the reasons I hate Android are often exactly the same. It's like they will say, yeah, but I mean, I have control over everything. I can go to every little nitty-gritty setting. And it's like, yeah, and that's why I hate it. And that's why I love it. And I'm like, and that's why you have an Android phone and I don't. And we're both very happy. You know, there are so many valid reasons. Depending on your personality, the same facts can be infuriating or endearing. So I love the fact that Apple, for the most part, have taken the design decisions and freed me from having to take them. And that's exactly why some of my best friends detest iOS, because they're like, well, I know better than some engineer in Apple. How dare they tell me how it should be? I'm like, yeah. I'm not paid to be a designer. I would like someone else to have done the work, and not making me do the work.
2: Yeah, I, I want to use the thing. I don't want to be faffing around with all my settings and everything. Like it's it. My only gripe here is as a, sorry. So it's
1: the same difference, isn't it? Between you know, I know people who who are Linux guys. I know people who are Windows guys. I know people who are you know, deeply, deeply entrenched in Mac and there are reasons why people choose certain OSs, Um, you know, and even even within Linux, there are those who think Ubuntu is, you know, one of the best Linux distros out there because it attempts to take an Apple-esque path and do a lot of the hard work for the user. And there are other guys who wouldn't touch it with a barge pole because they want pure Debbie. Um, you- um,
4: I just want everybody to be safe and I want to be able to see everybody tomorrow. And um, yeah, but
0: have a blast. Um, it's always a fun time.
2: Okay. What? Yeah. We will have a blast. Um, yeah. Thank you. A Mystery. Ca- <laughs> literally a, a, a mystery caller. <laughs> uh okay well yeah th- well that happened uh right well i'll tell you what but we've only got Bart on for another 10 minutes so we'll start ratcheting on with the questions we've got here in the show so <laughs> the i the show. i don't I know
1: we the out the window
2: no uh right uh so oh, uh right so we'll do best app of the year we'll start with Bart. what's
0: what would you say is your best app of the year card hop without a shadow of a doubt what's I it hate. hard top Card Hop. Card Hop. It is from the same people who did Fantastical. So, you know the way Fantastical took the calendar and made it not suck? Yes. Well, now they have taken the Contacts app and made it not suck. So, it's called Card Hop, as in your address card. It sounds dumb. It sounds like it won't achieve anything. I have found it completely revolutionary. So, I am just, it is the best app of the year as sort far of, I'm concerned, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think it's on special right now, actually, at the moment. So, a good time to buy cheap.
2: Also, we'll have that in the show notes. Who wants to go next? Someone jump in randomly. Go. In, in your own time.
0: <laughs> Random is difficult in a podcast with latency and so stuff. I think you're going to have to point at people.
2: Uh, We'll go
0: with Keith. Do you have any apps?
4: Uh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do have everything that I, all the kit that I have is, is set to accept cookies.
2: <laughs> at least there is consistency uh simon what about your good self
4: uh well
1: obviously because we ran through these last week i i mentioned uh the markup uh jane and simple which is, is brilliant um uh nice cast uh is something we've been playing with i don't know if anybody's listening to this rubbish probably not actually uh, <laughs> um I, I think it's been quite a good year. Phone, phone app wise, uh, I, I don't really know. I I'm not a big phone app user. I mean, I suppose I got into Proton Mail and Proton VPN. Um, and of course, remember the TunnelBear guys released their Remember uh, password and you know.
2: I've yeah they also did Thanks. that advert blocker but I've got to say I'm not liking their advert blocker it's it doesn't seem to block half as much as um crystal at all it just seems to be yeah not as good not to say that it's bad and it's still worth checking out and we do love uh, the people at tunnel bear but I, I think crystal just I think it's had so much time to uh, to refine itself Uh, It's Crystal Steel, my choice of ad blocker. Uh, Right. Who hasn't gone next? Um... Nick. Nick. It's me. It's Nick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, when I was in the chat
5: room last week, um, I chose AppSheet. Um, I think it's still my favorite. Um, So let me tell you a little bit more about it this time. Um, So what it is, it's uh, a website, um, and it will take – lots and lots of different data sources. So you can use uh, Google Sheets. You can use um, Excel as long as it's in the cloud. Um, Basically, you can use certain databases as long as they're in the cloud. And basically, you can point this designer at this data source and then use it to um, present information. Um, So, for instance, uh, and you can build an app with it. Uh, so um i've got an app that um has all our church um um timetables and uh, duty lists and rotors and things and you can bring them all together and then you can group them and so i've got them grouped by date so it'll show um everyone who is on duty on these certain dates and it can link to their contact cards uh, it's really clever it, it takes a little bit of getting used to but once you're used to it it, it, it's if if you if you've got something which is data driven and you want to quickly produce something that um, that th- that can be an app on the phone. It's actually it's really cool. And if you don't, I mean, I haven't got a developer account. Um, but it, even if you haven't got a developer account, if you only want to do it for a few people, you can just have it in design mode, and you can then share it with those few people, and they can use it. So I think it's really cool
2: and what's that sorry uh um what, blimey i've got so many windows open what's the name of that app again and we'll make sure that's in the it's show called, notes.
5: it's called app sheet a double p sheet s-h-e-e-t
2: we will have links to that in the show notes um i'm gonna go for is it my go yeah simon's been, everyone else been yes my go i'm gonna go with strava uh, because I just found out the other day that you can actually do everything I need to do on my iPhone. So what I mean by that is my Turbo Trainer is a Tacx Smart Flow, which is quite a nice little beginner entry model thing. That all hooks up via Bluetooth to my phone. But then what it will also do as a party piece is I can use my Apple Watch as a heart rate monitor, which is fantastic. So it's literally, I've got everything I've wanted in uh, in Strava and it's fantastic. Obviously, uh, I need a better battery, and it probably would be better off. It was if it was on my iPad, but I was just absolutely amazed that I can use the Apple Watch as a heart rate monitor within Strava. So that's going to be, uh, I think, my pick of the year. Now,
0: that's it, a really clever use of the watch.
2: I, I couldn't believe it because I thought, oh, I was going to do some training the other day, and I thought, oh, you know, okay, I won't be too fussed about. Um, my heart rate monitor because so you can get an ant plus to bridge adapter but they cost about 50 dollars. so you might as well just get a bluetooth heart rate monitor uh and i was really surprised with the fact that oh my apple watch has popped up and i thought oh, okay you know it's a te- detected a bluetooth device ha 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 very funny it won't actually do anything um but no it was working spot on it really was
0: that's excellent
2: so yeah, if if you uh, want to give that a try, so that's my recommendation. Uh, what are the what are the questions that we got? We can throw it to the panel. Um... <laughs> are you
4: other right, Keith, are you still with us? Oh, I'm I'm just enjoying listening to you all. Keep it going. Oh, so- someone has to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, right, so what are we looking forward to then in 2018? Bart, we'll throw this over to you because I know you've got to go in a few moments. What's your, What are you looking forward to for 2018 in the world of Apple?
0: Okay, so there's things I'm looking forward to because I know they're going to happen. So we're going to get the HomePod and we all know that's great, you know, cool, whatever. And we know the Mac Pro is coming, so I'm kind of curious to see what that becomes. But what I'm sort of in the hopeful category, I'm really hoping, as well as the new Mac Pro, we also get a new Mac Mini. Maybe, maybe, it's part of the, maybe it's a cheaper version of the same device. Maybe it's an unrelated device. And I also have this feeling that we're going to get the next iteration of the iPhone SE this, in 2018. And I think that's an important thing, because that is that product, the people who love that product love it so much, it's unbelievable that it is. I think it is important that Apple do a take-two on that product. So I'm I'm going to be very curious to see what that becomes, how how that product evolves. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to.
2: Not interested in the iMac Pro then? Or the Mac Pro? I don't know. I said Mac Pro. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. I'm just, I'm just doing behind the scenes stuff at the same time. My apologies. Yeah. Um, oh, this modular Mac—that's the one that's sort of grabbing my sort of thoughts. It's like, hmm, modular. However, modular Apple is going to equal big spandulies.
0: Well, if you look at the starting point on the iMac Pro, it's pretty clear that when Apple say Pro, they're not, they're not dicking around. Like, like no, they—they uh, they are superb machines. There. Like hardware-wise, those are servers with an amazing screen, is what those iMac Pros are. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Mac Pro came in cheaper because that 5K display has got to be really adding to the price of that base model.
2: Yeah, that can't be cheap, can it? Yeah. I think what's impressed me most about this Mac Pro, that's sort of the iMac Pro that's coming out, is just how the efforts that Apple are going to people to tell them about all the technical nature and all the details. Because they did sort of like a, another. Um, what was it, like a round table, I think it was, where they spoke to people like Marco Arment and John Gruber and all those types, you know, actually getting down into the nitty-gritty of why, you know, why they've done what they've done in the actual performance and everything, it seems like such a tight, tight machine. And I mean that in a sort of, you know, that their engineering skills have gone into that.
0: What impresses me is hearing everyone. Gruber has made a point of saying it, and as have many people who own them now, you can stress those things to be Jesus. It will not make noise. It will not get as hot as the current iMacs do. And, like, I have a 2013 iMac as my main machine, a 27 inch. And those things get proper warm at the top when the air comes out. Oh, yes. And apparently, these new Pro machines, despite having amazing specifications, do not do that, which is very impressive engineering. <sighs> If only
2: I had the listenership that you had, then someone might send me one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that you're not on the list now, Mr. Fancy Pants iPhone X.
0: There's quite the difference in price between an iPhone <laughs> X and um, a bottom of the line yeah. I- iMac Pro.
2: It's like, yeah. do I buy a car or do I buy an iMac Pro?
0: But uh, will it? My, will you be? Oh, with, actually, yes. My car cost me pretty much exactly what a baseline MacBook Pro costs. <laughs> now that you put it that way,
2: uh, but will we still? But will? But you know what happened? They'll come out to the public and people go, "Oh, but you still can't game on it."
0: Ugh. Yeah, because this is still so a gaming machine called an <laughs> iMac Pro. Uh, my
2: Hackintosh project is going to start
0: in January. That'd be a bit of fun.
2: Uh, I think I've got the board. I've got the processor. It's just going to require me. Trying to work out what injecting a text is all about.
3: <sighs>
0: done with that now. Um, I know a few people who've done it. When it works, it's extremely rewarding, and when it doesn't, it's extremely infuriating.
3: Oh
2: yeah, I mean the, the thing is is that you can't do any system updates. That's your main sort of problem. Once you've got a Hackintosh and it's up and running. You cannot let it do uh, any OS updates because then you just end up borking your machine.
0: Yeah, uh, it, okay, it's 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 not it's not broken. Leave it alone. Yes. Change anything.
2: <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I I want to give it a go just because I just want to benchmark it. Uh, and I know, basically, I think if I pushed the boat out a bit, I could get a decent i5 with an SSD in there uh, running on a decent board with probably eight gigs of RAM for about £200 ish, probably less. Uh, and I just want to benchmark it and see what it does.
0: For that price, I mean, that's way less than you pay for a for a Mac Mini, and that sounds like a lot more machine there than you're going to get. So. Well, I
2: mean, basically, it's yeah. just a all handbraking coding on uh, because the Mac Mini once I gets warm, you know about it, uh, it starts yeah. taking off. God bless her; she's sat there looking at me now.
0: I say, I think that's you. <laughs> uh, that hardware has sold you a refresh, so I'm really hoping that's a 2018 thing, a shiny new, all yeah, solid state, teeny weeny tiny Mac Mini.
1: No, I would really like to see a teeny tiny Mac Mini. I mean, if it went solid state, it could be nearly probably go down to the size of a, like, an Apple TV. Can it?
0: It could. It absolutely could. And other 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 manufacturers like Intel and stuff are selling tiny little PCs of that scale, so it is entirely possible. And I want to see Apple do it.
1: Yeah, it would be that would be quite a nice thing to see. I think a kind of uh, micro cube mini. Yeah.
2: Well, but. Uh I believe you you've got to go now, haven't you, looking at the timings that we roll about?
0: Yeah, I, I'm indeed I was just about to subtly suggest that I might I need to go check out. I have a little bit of real life that needs to get done before uh, six PM. So see. I'm running low on time. One of those people. Well
2: but from well go on, go ahead, shill yourself, shill your podcast. <sighs> How many people can get hold of you, good sir?
0: Well, you'll find everything I do at bartb.ie is probably the easiest, but my podcasts are the Let's Talk series of podcasts. So there's Let's Talk Apple and Let's Talk Photography, and they are both at lets-talk.ie. And uh, thanks very much for having me on, guys. It's It's been a, a fun way to spend... Uh, new year's eve reminiscing with you guys so cheers awesome thank you very much and yeah we look forward to um to sit to hear from you
2: again and of course my apologies for not being able to make it on your show that time the world went wrong
3: um,
0: yeah but don't worry the the, the 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 you know there's all of 2018 and hopefully plenty of 2019 and hopefully plenty of 2020 there's there is plenty more time where we'll set that right
2: and hopefully you know that the cursed christmas jumper is now back in its what's that thing where you put it into sarcophagus is that the word I'm looking for (laughs) (laughs) no
0: it's firmly uh, Dracula safely safely locked away again
2: I've got the image of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom where it's being stored in fact if you look on the credits there there's a bloke on the credits called Eric Chappell we share the same name well last (laughs) name
0: (laughs) and on that note Bart thank you very much for joining us my yeah. <laughs> my pleasure, and uh, to everyone on the panel and to all the listeners, the very best wishes for 2018.
2: Cheers, Bart, have yeah, a good one, year, and Mark. all the best to you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Set up. And then there were three. Well, have we got a Nemo's Hardware store this week, Simon?
1: Have indeed. Right, you should we been. take a right. quick
2: break then,
3: and we'll be right back after a bit of Nemo's Hardware. 2017 was a great year. Here at the hardware store, we reviewed a lot of excellent items on Essential Apple and over at MyMac.com. Simon and Mark will provide the link for all the reviews that I did at MyMac.com. Rather than dredge them up, you can look through them for the excellent speakers, headphones, keyboards, batteries, backpacks, all the different stuff that I reviewed on the website, MyMac.com. But in kicking off the new year, I want to call attention to outstanding design in audio, beginning with the Pro Stereo D1 wireless hi-fi headphone amp plus DAC. A DAC is a digital analog converter. This is a battery-powered device, couple of inches high, space gray in color, that you charge up. It has an internal battery and a clip on it. And this is a Bluetooth receiver, and the transmitter is analog, meaning there is a headphone port, a 3.5 millimeter audio port on the top. So you charge it up in the bottom using any iPhone or similar charging brick, and you use the cable they provide. And once it's charged up, you turn it on, press the Bluetooth pairing button, and any wired speaker or headphones, any wired audio device can receive Bluetooth signal. Think about the versatility and the power of that. Many of you have high-quality wired headphones and speakers and other audio stuff that you can now use with Bluetooth streaming from your iPhone, iPad, or any other Bluetooth source. You need to read about this product to understand it. To purchase it, it's currently in Indiegogo, a brand-new Indiegogo campaign that's going to run for a month or more. The Indiegogo preview price in the U.S. is $99. So that's the super early bird pro stereo d1 it also includes fairly decent set of earbuds that i've been listening with so you get darn good earbuds in addition to this extraordinary portable bluetooth amplifier wherever you are wherever you go you can always have high quality amplified bluetooth audio on your analog wired products i've used it on headphones i've used it on speakers the sound is excellent this is a complex and sophisticated device at an amazing price. So, you must read about it and learn how it works. The website is very impressive that we provide on our link in our show notes for this end of the year, beginning of new year episode. This product just won a design award, an audio design award. And I'd like to encourage people to consider getting this as your next audio purchase for a not big price. But just do a search for Pro Stereo, P-R-O-S-T-E-R-E-O-D-1 wireless amp, and you will find pictures and descriptions. This is the future of audio, being able to charge up your Bluetooth receiver and then play any wired audio device from it. Also in the excellent design and innovation department is the iClever, that's I-C-L-E-V-E-R, Boost Sound, B-O-O-S-T-S-O-U-N-D, The iClever Boost Sound Bluetooth Speaker. Cost in the U.S. is $60 to $66, depending on where you buy it. Seven or eight inches across. It's a round shape, and you must see the beautiful design. It takes away from all the slabs of black plastic. This is a designed product on a gorgeous aluminum-aluminum base on the top of the controls for play. And pause and Bluetooth, louder, softer. When you turn it on, there's a nice blue glowing light behind it. It looks great at night. So you will go to the iClever.com website. We will also have the Amazon buying link, hopefully for your country. The sound is good, but not great. The sound is concentrated in the mid range, so you don't have piercing treble or booming bass. But for recreational listening, it'll look good on any desk or table any office, any shop, any lab, any studio, wherever you go. It's not portable in the sense that you're going to carry it with you, but it is portable that it can go anywhere in a room on this attractive aluminum-aluminum base. The model number is the BTS09 iClever Boost Sound Bluetooth Speaker. 34 reviews already at four and a half stars. So I think you will want to consider this as a gift to yourself for the new year, for style, design, and good sound. So that wraps up 2017. Looking forward to 2018. And we've got lots more great audio products and other accessories coming from the hardware store next year. Thanks a lot to Simon and Mark for hosting the hardware store and for doing such a great job with Ruth and all the other guests that we've had back next week.
2: And thank you once again, John, for another Nemo's hardware store. And of course, if you look on your iPhone, your iPad or your device, you'll see some artwork there and there'll be an Amazon affiliate link. And there's also an Amazon affiliate link over on EssentialApple.com right there on that front page, which means if you click that, go to Amazon, do some shopping, check out, we get a very, very small kickback from whatever you buy. Now, we've been talking about the iMac Pro, which is a, a a new bit of kit. But the question is, what are we, uh, what's been your favorite bit of tech from the last year? And we'll fire this one over to Nick. Um, I think,
5: Ooh, I'm torn. So I'm torn between a piece of Apple tech and a piece of Amazon tech. Um, so uh, Apple, I, I, I uh, managed to get a secondhand um, Apple watch, which I think is a brilliant piece of kit. Uh, without a doubt. Um, but I'm also very fond of my Amazon. Um, I won't say the name. <laughs> my Amazon devices, because I've got more than one. Uh, in fact, I've got the uh, the dot. I can say that one. Uh, and I've got the show. I can say that one, but I can't say the other one because that's my keyword.
2: Oh, the A word <laughs> that we cannot mention. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but um, I think they're brilliant. And they're, they keep, like apple they keep on improving them so you keep getting upgrades and they keep saying oh actually you can do this now actually you can make calls now so i what i I decided that this year i'd buy my brother-in-law uh one of these devices uh we haven't managed to have a call yet but i'm I'm not even sure whether he's got it set up yet Uh, but he got that for christmas so uh, i think they're cool cool devices
2: I think I've used the A-Word once on my iPhone, because you can download the A-Word app for uh, yes. for iOS. And I said, hey, <clears throat> order, um, order me some headphones. And I, I think I was just sort of mucking around. I wasn't paying too much attention. And it's only for the grace of God that I went and checked on my phone. It's like, oh, I've just ordered a £150 set of headphones. Whoops. Take them out of the basket. It's so easy to spend money uh, with that thing. But I would like to it say...
5: Unless you switch them off, which is what I've done, so I, 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 I wouldn't trust to speak to it to order things. So I, you can actually turn that off in the app. So I've turned it off. So <laughs> Just what in is- case someone broke into my house and decided to order something, you know? Like a yeah,
2: yeah. Order lots somewhere. of toilet roll. So what? What have you? What What do you mean? <laughs> use it for then? Are you doing remind? are you doing anything other than reminders and timers? What's your sort of daily usage of it like? Yeah, I've got
5: Hive. So I had a new boiler not long ago, uh, and it came with, uh, well, it was an extra, but it wasn't a lot more um, in cost to have Hive as well. So Hive have not only controls your heating, but it also controls uh, your lights. So, yeah, I could, and using, if there's some that, I can say things like, you know, um, uh, good morning and it will just turn on my lights it will put the kettle on turn the tv on all that sort of stuff because so yeah. uh, i live on my own particularly um i think it, i think if you live in a family it's probably a bit more complicated um but because i live on my own it, it, it's brilliant it's uh, <laughs> i'd hate to say it's someone to talk to but suppose it's someone to talk to as well
2: <laughs> I, i've i've been the same with siri i i, I often have conversations with her because she's my only friend and yeah, I mean... the, only
5: trouble, the only trouble with Siri is I get so annoyed at her because she doesn't
2: understand me. Well, it's sometimes when I'm doing, if I'm replying to text messages or WhatsApps or whatever, um, it's absolutely flawless and it gets it right. And when you tap on a word, it's not right. Uh, on the times that it does happen, it, it guesses the word properly. And then other days, it's such a complete bag of nails. And it's one of those things where you try it, it's good, then it starts cocking up, you think, oh, right, I'll forget about it for a while now." Then you go back to it, and you just start the process all over again. It's a- you know what you know what I like about Amazon
5: stuff is that on the whole, um, you can say things in lots of different ways. You don't have to learn a um, there is some learning to be done. Unlike Siri, which tends to be quite specific about the way you say things, with with Amazon, you can say it in lots of different ways and and they'll it'll still understand you. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's I think it's partly that um I get a bit I get a bit of frustration when she doesn't respond first time, uh, which, you know, with most of these gadgets, they're not perfect. Um, but on the whole, I can say yeah, I can say uh, turn on the kitchen lights, or I can just say kitchen lights on, or just kitchen lights sometimes, um, and, and uh, they'll turn the lights on. Um, and I think it's the sheer fact that you can use lots of different phrases it makes it feel more natural.
2: I would love to know if there was any developers out there that could say, "Do we? Th- would anyone be able to shed any light on my theory that maybe it's getting better because it's in more homes and it's being used more often by more people? Well, I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, uh, unlike sure what Apple's doing, because I suppose Apple's going to have the hell of a problem that they value privacy so much that they might actually box, them- box themselves into a corner maybe because you know, they-, they don't, well, I suppose they have got the spread, but... I know what I'm trying to say, but I'm not going to get to the point. Uh, no, I know exactly what
5: you're saying. And it's the, it's the same for a lot of things. I mean, it's a little bit like Tesla and their, uh, their cars. And, and the speed at which they're, they're getting towards automation is all because all the cars gather lots and lots of information about the roads that they're driving on. And it all gets sent back. And so they're able to aggregate all that information together and, and make more sensible decisions when they get to a particular point. It'll, you know, it's a little bit like going somewhere where you've been before and think, oh, yes, I remember this bit. I had to slow down here, yeah. that sort of thing, you know.
1: I, I think though, Elon's going to lose his bet, though, isn't he? Because he he reckoned he was going to be able to get a car to drive <laughs> from uh, LA to New York. <laughs> uh, by uh, yes,
5: because they've they've pushed it back, haven't they? they pushed the uh, They, they reckoned that by this year they, they'd have a functioning level five AI, and they're now saying two years' time.
1: Well, better be, tell be the truth, to be honest. But no, absolutely.
5: Well, he's, uh, let's face it. He's optimistic. He's always optimistic. He's op- he was optimistic about the um, the Tesla Model Three and how quickly they'd get into production on that. Uh, the Model S was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, he, he's an optimist. He 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 likes to stretch his people, and as a consequence, unfortunately, sometimes we have to wait a little bit longer than we would like oh. to to actually get the kit that we'd like.
1: You know, I think to be a person like Elon, you have to be almost overly optimistic or you'd never take on these challenges.
5: Yes, that's true.
1: You'd look at the enormity of it and, you know, most normal people just throw up their hands and go, I don't even know where to start.
5: I so, wonder what it's like to actually work for him, though. I mean, with him saying, oh, yeah, we're going to be able to do that by blah, blah, blah. And there you are pulling your hair out in the back rooms thinking. There's engineers screaming,
4: no, no, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, rumor, rumor has it that they uh, have frequent cookie breaks there.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be a bit surprised.
2: <laughs> we, we're, Keith, we're going to do a show where I'm going to consume some of your cookies and we'll see how that goes.
4: It, yeah, it's best <laughs> if you uh, if you consume them about an hour ahead of time, and I, that way you get a real ah, 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 <laughs> a real hit. So. <laughs>
2: uh, we we do not condone nor condemn the eating of cookies on this podcast. We merely am providing investigative journalism. Journalism,
4: yeah. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, my Subaru has heated seats. That's very, very
2: very modern for you. Keith, all is considered. I'm I'm keeping up with the Joneses, <laughs> <laughs> not the Trumps.
4: The Joneses quite <laughs> right.
2: What Subaru have you got then? Is it an Outback? I mean, you know, uh, let's go and have a look. On, what's the model of it? Uh, I have
4: a 1998 Subaru Legacy Outback station wagon, all-wheel drive.
2: Is it the Outback Sport or just a Legacy?
4: um is it the what is it the outback sport audition
2: or just the legacy version uh
4: i believe just the legacy i use it to transport the swedish bikini team around town
2: my god that's an ugly looking car oh keith <laughs> oh my heart bleeds for you that is ugly i mean this is coming from a man who fell out of a tree because his face is on fire and is blood had to fire out with a cricket bat but that's oh god i got to share this with the chat room Oh, good. Just oh, <laughs> I actually have a small bit of vomit in my mouth. Okay. I love the fact that here it's got inventory prices for a nineteen ninety eight Subaru Subaru Legacy. The inventory price they're going from thirty five dollars to seven thousand one hundred fifty nine dollars.
4: Well, <laughs> that's not the Outback station wagon. That's just the Legacy. That's ugly. Oh. Nobody would want that.
2: Uh, right, station. Let's have a look here. Hold on, listeners. <laughs> oh, God. That's no better. Oh, my eyes. I, I, I'm never going to. Oh, jeez! Share that. Oh, Keith. No wonder I you're am, having cookies. Having I to, am, to drive I that. as well. That's. Is
4: it one of these? No. That, 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 it. it why
1: <laughs> because it's <laughs> capable four-wheel drive
4: that's, like... a wagon.
1: that's right <clears throat> you don't buy a station wagon
2: for looks do you you buy it because it does what you need it to do what offend people oh god there's there's even a youtube video about it well perhaps that's why he has
1: the uh, swedish bikini team on the back to distract from the ugliness
2: of the vehicle <laughs> oh it's oh I've even I've just seen oh my word, I've just got, seen the interior.
4: You, it must be a Welsh thing because the car is a babe magnet. <clears throat> there you go, see? I yeah, there's plenty
2: of room in the back, I'll grant you that. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just oh Lord. Just And what do you drive? Uh, I drive oh actually I drive a uh two thousand three Volkswagen Passat Estate. Oh, my God. But at least I can pretend from the front it looks like a golf from the cockpit, even though it has just got a big fat ass on it. It's <laughs> so at least I can pretend.
4: <laughs>
2: I mean, you should—you need to come over and meet up with Nick because Nick's practically a hippie because he's got an electric car.
5: Yeah, I've got a Nissan Leaf.
1: Yeah, but well, I don't think that'd be much good in Outback of Montana, do you? Uh,
5: Maybe not. <laughs> I might have to put some um, s- snow chains on, I think, and...
2: are you one of those pretentious electric car owners that they've got an electric car but just to really ram home the fact you've got electric car you see the ones where they've bought a small little um solar panel charger to charge up their phone and stuff like that you you haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet i I hope well the
5: leaf one one of the leaf models i think it's an extra you can have a little solar panel on it but all it does is help to trickle charge the main the um Lead acid battery.
2: Oh, so, I was, I was going to say your phone. Hardly worth having, really.
4: Does it have heated seats?
5: Does it have what?
4: Heated seats.
5: No, it oh. doesn't. No, the next the next one up
2: has heated seats.
4: Get rid of it and get yourself a 1998 Subaru Legacy Outback.
2: <laughs> what what colours is yours, Keith?
4: I've got this. Sky I've blue, got
2: blue pink. Sky blue, right, this is... This... Someone cover me, I just need to Google this. Let's
4: well, check. I used to have one in lemon, jet black, yellow, but they discontinued... You
2: found one, and then you bought another one?
4: <laughs> well, you can't have too many Subaru Outbacks.
2: You put... Oh,
4: good God, man. <laughs> you sound like Doc Martin.
2: It just, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm never one to challenge anyone's life choices and all that sort of stuff, but dear God
4: then the, Oh th- my <laughs> hell, you've been waiting all morning, all day to challenge life choices
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do I have a cup of Earl grey or do I have a cup of loose leaf? That's, that's about as challenges my
4: day's got <laughs> I've
2: only just put my pants on about two hours ago
4: <laughs> I'm not that far along yet
2: there's people that actually mod these as well oh god is it someone getting me out of this whole simon pick a story me
1: <laughs> well we've been going quite a while haven't we so I, i'll tell you what um why don't we say uh what about uh tech memories of 2017 uh, and we're going to try and stay away from politics
4: Oh, so we not. One. Mm. I have a simple one to share. You've got a phone? <laughs> no, this is uh, this is where I decided to upgrade to High Sierra. Yeah. After waiting forever and ever, well, lucky me, I happen to have the one model of the uh, iMac that when you when you fry up the. Uh, what am i trying to say here not the ram but the the uh yeah the startup ram you can't just replace it you can't you can't access it or do anything to it with software from outside the machine You've oh. got to like physically take the machine apart and i had oh, some very helpful uh tech people trying to work me through it but I live in a state that is, uh, hmm, well, I don't know, in terms of reality. It's about the size of France. We don't have a million people living in the entire state, and I live out in the boondocks.
2: I just love the fact you just compared your reality of where you live to France. Oh? You said, oh, the the reality of where I live is a lot like France. No, no.
4: It's uh, actually the state of Montana – equates in geographical size.
2: Oh, right. Gotcha. Ah.
4: Other than that, it's completely like France.
2: (laughs) Sorry to hear that. Ooh.
4: (laughs) Just kidding. No politics involved. This is geography. Anyhow, anyhow, because of the lack of population where we live here, the, uh, the tech people were unable to locate another. If we could have gotten another identical machine, into their shop, we would have been able to do some things with cabling and so forth that may have saved it. Long story, a little bit shorter. I end up having to uh, get rid of my old machine and get a another used machine. I don't buy anything new; I buy them all used. Quite happy with that. And now, Hi Sierra is is uh, my operating system, and it's working pretty flawlessly.
2: Yeah, I think you're one of the few people that have a flawlessly working high Sierra. And I know ever since I put it on my Mac, it's just been, I don't know what Windows Server is. All I can see is just sucking up all of the resources.
1: Memories of the year. I don't know. Um, I got an Apple Watch, uh, as I mentioned last show. Um, I put an SSD in my older laptop, which was uh, has been uh, a fabulous experience. Run on the bleeding edge with the beta after beta which most of the time has worked out okay. High Sierra has been good for me. I've had almost no real issues with it. What else? Uh, well, as I said last week, of course, we've we, this show has gone from strength to strength and we've had a huge selection of incredibly interesting guests on, including uh, in the past, Keith and uh, Monica, who couldn't make it uh, today. From a tech point of view, I would say I I think it's been a very a good year. Uh, obviously, there's been some... Unfortunate stories. We did have, obviously, a nasty bunch of malware outbreaks. That wasn't so good, was it? With the WannaCry and NotPetya. The end of the year's been marred for Apple by battery story, which I think is a storm in a teacup. And uh, if Samsung could sell burning phones, and it's apparently had almost no effect on their market share, I think this will blow over, the same as Bend Gate and Antenna Gate and all the other rubbish. Yeah, uh, AI, of course, has been a big story this year. And actually, I got... I'm not going to say it was an argument because it wasn't. It was a a sort of a little bit of push and shove with Ben Baharin on on Twitter because he said, oh, you know, general AI is way, way further off than most people uh, seem to think. And uh, I kind of jokingly said, well everything's always five to 10 years away until it isn't. And then it catches half of the tech world by surprise, by which I I didn't actually mean that general AI is genuinely five to 10 years away. It's just some of the things that are now coming to popular market are things I remember when I was sort of 15, you know, so 40 years ago. Uh, And those of you who are of a certain age and certainly of the UK will remember tomorrow's world. Where Raymond Indeed. Baxter and and various other people, and uh, various other people would would talk about these fabulous new technologies, which in five to ten years we'll you know we'll all have lasers and and this that and, and self cleaning clothes and all sorts of other things. Um, many of which, of course, didn't, but come to pass in five to ten years. But it's always five to ten years, five to ten years, five to ten years until it's here. Anyway, uh, Ben kind of pushed back against that, saying nobody is saying general AI is five to ten years out. And I said, well, no, nobody who really understands AI says it's five to ten years out. But lots of people who know nothing about it are predicting that it's five to ten years out. But then again, you know, there's a fa- famous saying in in kind of futurism, which is people constantly overestimate the short term and massively underestimate the long term i don't know ai is an incredibly massively complicated problem but often with such things growth is exponential so one thing stands on top of the next and so ai has been a huge thing although as a buzzword it's also intensely annoying because uh the grumpy old geeks like to point out most of what is being talked about as ai is no such thing so basically what you're looking forward to is better ai uh, well, of course, I'm looking forward to better AI. I've always wanted—call me mad as a hatter—but I've always hoped that before I die, I would be able to meet a genuine AI, and whether that's an, you know, a humanoid robot or a box attached to a huge server farm somewhere, but an actual, yeah, artificial intelligence. I don't think I'm ever going to live long enough to see people reach the stars, but uh, I might live long enough to see an actual AI.
2: My biggest hope for 2018 uh, is getting my battery replaced for my iPhone 6S without having it be a complete nightmare, Apple Genius Bar in Cardiff. I want to walk <laughs> in, I want to be greeted, and then I want to have my battery replaced, and I want to be out of there in less than an hour. Less than an hour. And if I'm feeling really brave, I might even try and work out why my friend's iPad Pro will not back up to iCloud, even though you stick it on a different iCloud account, it just stops and it breaks. But if yeah, I do that, I... I uh, yeah, I know I'm not going to go through the story of how I went through this for four hours, and then basically they punted me right back to the start of the support call. Um, and you know what? I think with that, it's New Year's Eve. It's 10 to 5. I've almost sobered up enough from yesterday to go back out drinking, and I'm sure that you all want to get away and do other stuff. I'll well,
1: tell you what, just, be, just before we say the goodbyes and then play Cutie Melon, uh, my son Joseph would like to come in and uh, tell people his favourite tech of the year.
5: I think my hope for 2017, or 2018 even, um, is a uh, much better battery tech. Um we keep being told there's lots of breakthroughs on the cusp but nothing has quite come to market yet and I'm excited to see quite what happens with battery tech over the next few years because I think there will be something definitely coming up soon that will significantly increase battery density so that you actually get a lot more power in a lot less space. It'll make a difference to everything phones um cars the lot
2: well there was all this stuff about uh, was it carbon batteries or batteries made out of water all these little tech stories that came up where scientists have proved this and proved that and we're all waiting for it to trickle down
6: well
5: yeah, yeah. at the uh, moment um what's his name uh dyson it says that he's working on some battery uh lithium air batteries which would apparently be a lot more powerful than Current uh, ones. And if he's working on it, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs>
1: uh, I would I would prefer to put my faith in the uh the father of lithium ion slash lithium polymer batteries himself, who if you recall earlier in the year and uh, oh, that's
5: right, yeah.
1: Been working on batteries his whole life and he's about ninety something now. But he said he had developed a technology for lithium polymer glass which would make the batteries safer, uh more energy dense, quicker to recharge and much more powerful. And he reckoned that uh yeah, I know he reckoned that uh that as a consumer technology that was 5 to 10 years out. Oh, where have we heard that before? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this case, uh he said that he had, you know, developed this technology and would uh, be a real thing. But now Introducing you all to Joseph the big burger, my son is going to tell you about his favourite tech of twenty seventeen. Here you go, Joseph.
6: And the my best tech of the year is most likely the PlayStation and the PlayStation camera. Is
1: it? PlayStation yes. PlayStation 4 that you had for your birthday. Yes. And what about your phone?
6: Um well, it's good. Well, it's better than good. It's amazing and i do use it a lot i mean i don't use it as much seeing i have youtube on the um the playstation
1: your tech of the year then was playstation 4 yep all right thank you very much cool.
2: <laughs> awesome awesome uh well i don't think we can go anywhere else than that really uh i want to get out of here i I, I, yep. I yeah i'm starting to sober up again Um, Right. So let's get out of here then. So we'll go with our resident cookie monster, Keith. Have you got anything social media? If anybody wanted to find you, I'm going to guess no.
4: (laughs) Social media, I'm all over the place. My name is Keith. Middle initial is R. Last name is Baker. And you put those into anything. And so long as you're aiming at the United States, I'll show up. I have all kinds of websites and so forth, but uh, low tech. Very low tech kind of a guy. I write books.
2: Blimey, that is low tech. Do, do you actually use a quill, or do you could you actually type them?
4: Well um, <laughs> no, actually, I, I do like my little Apple keyboard here. You know, I think that's wonderful. And I I do all my reading on uh, hold your breath now on a Kindle.
2: <laughs> Blimey, yeah, y- you do have a need for electricity out there.
4: Oh, we do. Yeah. <laughs> We, we keep the chipmunks well-fed so they can keep generating the stuff.
2: <laughs> awesome. Keith, thank you very much for coming With on this show. We
4: are cookies. They love the cookies too. We all love cookies. <laughs> I will
2: be dropping my address to you after the show. Nick, <laughs> what about your good self? How, how could people find you if they want to get a hold of you?
5: Uh, on Twitter, I'm spligosh, S-B-L-I-G-O-S-H. And you can hear me occasionally on Bart Show. Uh, let's Talk Apple, uh, and on this one occasionally. So yes, thanks been... for having me,
2: guys. No, thank you very much for coming on on New Year's Eve, uh, If depending on where you're listening to this in the world. Simon, what about you, good self? How can people get a hold of you, good sir?
1: Well, of course, I'm on Twitter, and I am at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Uh, I post stuff occasionally in the Google Plus, and, of course, I'm in the Slack room, which people can ask us for an invitation to.
2: Yes, you have to either drop us a Twitter to at Essential Apple and just say, let me in and we'll open up the doors. Uh, unfortunately, there's no sort of web sign upy thing, a form that we can put up on the net. You have to ask and we have to invite you. So feel free to drop us a tweet to at Essential Apple if you want to join us in the chat room. You can get a hold of me via at Essential Apple if you want to follow me and what I'm getting up to tomorrow because I'm going for the Saundersfoot New Year's Day swim. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. You wait half an hour on the beach to run into some water to get even more cold to then just go to the pub. I don't see a problem with that. Now I've said that out loud. If you can follow me via at Ocean Speed, of course, check out all the uh, Nemo's hardware stores over on Essential Apple. And thank you very much for listening to us in 2017 we've managed to keep a somewhat regular schedule this year thanks to simon mainly and we look forward to doing more shows more stuff and more of this nonsense next year so whatever you do take it easy be safe and we will see you or speak to you next time
1: happy new year everybody happy Happy new New Year. year
6: Today I'm talking to my family about what their favourite tech that they have received is this year. What is your favourite tech that you've received this year, Joseph? My PS4 because it has so many games and the controllers are really easy to use. Can you give an example of some of the games that you have in light? Undertale, Um, Uncharted and No Man's Sky. Thank you, Joseph. What's your favourite tech that you've received, Danielle? Um, I've got a record player for my birthday, Intempo record player. I can Bluetooth my music from my phone to it, through speakers. I can play old records. Now, on to my dad. What's your favourite tech that you've received this year, Dad?
1: That's a good question. I think it's a, probably a toss-up between my Apple Watch, which I got uh, in the spring, and the SSD I've just put into my laptop, which given my laptop a new lease of life
6: happy new year guys thank you for listening and thank you to my family who have let me interview them and thank you for letting me come on to the podcast sometimes i hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and i hope to see you in the new year (sighs)
5: <sighs> suddenly starting to go dark.
4: Uh, well, it's 20 after 10. I'm sorry, 20 after 9 in the morning here.
5: That's <laughs> so exactly the opposite with you. Yeah,
4: we have uh, about 20 inches of snow. And oh, wow. In, in Fahrenheit, it's about uh, 12 degrees, so it's a little bit... Cold. Oh, gosh,
5: that's a bit cold. <laughs>
4: Well, it's normal for this time of the year here, and we get a big kick out of it. But uh, people passing through or relocating from other places, they get here and they go, "What the hell are you people thinking of?"
5: <laughs> well, yeah, we, in the UK, Keith, we uh, we just come to a standstill if we have an inch of snow. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I no,
1: <laughs> did you see? Uh, was it airy? had lake effect snow, six foot in a in a day.
4: Yeah. Goodness uh, gracious. They get that all the time. It's the lake effect of being on the west. I'm sorry, on the east side of that. So.
1: But not six foot. That was um, apparently record-breaking.
4: That was, that was more than their usual, but they get a lot. We have a grandson that goes to uh, university up there. And that way, he's not not right there, but just a little bit further east. They get plenty of snow.
5: We, uh, we often get, I've got a friend who lives in uh, Sweden, and he often teases the UK, because he used to live in the UK, uh, but he teases the UK, you know, he says, oh, I don't know, you have an inch of snow, and the place comes to a standstill. He said, here we are, we, we've had a foot and a half, he said, and, and still the kids have gone to school. <laughs>
4: oh,
1: yeah.
5: Yeah. I think it's the fact that we have it so rarely that we haven't actually got the equipment to deal with it. So. We,
1: have it we have it just often enough don't we, if you know not I mean? Yes,
5: that's right. Yeah. It's
1: often enough for it to be predictably disruptive, but not often enough. And to to actually be, spend
5: huge amounts of money on it. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. A lot of councils and, and the government will tell you that we have gritters, we have snowplows, we have stockpiles of salt and sand and all the other things. But what do you do? You know, if you stockpiled enough um, equipment to... Deal with the the worst snow that the, the UK gets—a bit like the last week. Everybody would be complaining every year when there's no snow. Why have we got? That yeah, we're wasting money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wasting money in hundreds and hundreds of snowplows. So, whereas somewhere like Sweden or Montana or yeah, you know, east of the Great Lakes, they can guarantee they're going to get two to six foot of snow. So,
5: well, on the uh, on my did um, yeah, yeah. I tell you I've got an Amazon show uh, 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 and it it shows stuff on it, you know news headlines and things like that on it uh, and one of the things it said this week is that, that scientists are predicting we're in for a mini um, uh, what do they I, call it? Ice age uh, Ice age, that's the word yes, a mini ice age um, in the next few years, so there you go perhaps we will need those gritters after all
1: <laughs> oh, it was like the Thing. I'm not going to go and get into politics, but it was like the comment by you know, President Trump, Trumpy-dumpty, that um, <laughs> you know, what we, we could do with some good old global warming because the East coast of America is having one of its coldest winters on record. And so you don't understand yeah. how climate change works, do you? You really don't. Because <laughs> I've been trying to explain to people for probably, I don't know, 12 or 15 years, ever since people started on about global warming, that the result of global warming is not nice warmer days. It's far more extreme weather. So you will get more droughts, more blazing heat waves that kill people from heat exhaustion, and you will get more freezing sub-zero blizzard conditions, and you will get massive hurricanes and terrible typhoons and all the rest of it. So there
4: you go. Can I send you a cookie?
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> it
5: help will it help us to forget about the ice age? It probably will, won't it?
4: Yeah, that and a whole lot
1: more. Well <laughs> there's, only, there's only one benefit for an ice age, isn't there? It will lock up it locks it locks up water. Well least, <laughs> that's true, yeah. At least it helps stop the uh you know, the oceans rising.
4: Well yeah yeah, there's that, and if it uh, if it gets serious enough, maybe it'll even stop governments from governing. Yeah. Oh, wait, did that sound like an anarchist thing to say? <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, uh, let's have a look. Uh, what have we got? Uh, yeah, have we talked about best tech hardware of the year yet?
1: Uh, yes, no, sort of. I don't know. Uh, not, no, not really, not specifically. I mean, we kind of got dragged into the iMac Pro and okay.